0: And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. I am the aforementioned Brett Ridgway, and I'm so excited to have my, my guest today, Bridget Brady. Bridget is an enlightened entrepreneur, speaker, Social media authority and number one international best selling author. Bridget is passionate about helping entrepreneurs and business owners get the tools they need to catapult their business success. Her company, Amp Up My Biz, provides full service, custom marketing solutions and world class training, including social media marketing and training, website design and development, email marketing, blogging, and graphic design. Bridget is passionate about helping business owners grow their brands, businesses, and bottom lines. She has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create and close more business. She can help you do the same. Welcome, Bridget Brady, to the Spotlight on Speaking show. Brett, I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I got to tell you folks how heart-centered Bridget is because I had a snafu. We actually interviewed last week and it screwed up in some way. And she graciously agreed to come on and do it again, to share her words of wisdom with you. So thank you, Bridget, for being understanding and willing to step forward once again for me and our audience. You are more than welcome, more than welcome. So let's talk about your speaking journey a little bit, Bridget. So you've been at it a while, but what was the impetus to actually get you started and want to get up on that stage and share your message with the world?
2: Yeah. So the impetus for me was uh, the, the one and only T. Harv Eker. He is the author. Of, I don't know if you know him. He's the author of Secrets to the Millionaire Mind. He had Peak Potentials training back in the day. And I was sitting, I was doing entrepreneur training with him and i was sitting in one of his classes and he said the two highest paid professions in the world today are sales and speaking and he spoke of he spoke of the 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 magical wondrous world of being a professional speaker and how not only can you empower so many people and help so many people but also he talked about, you know, the power to make 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in a weekend doing a speaking gig. So helping people being on stage, doing a speaking gig, making money. And I was like, oh yeah, that's for me. <laughs> you,
1: gotta, you gotta give me some of that, huh?
2: Yeah. I was like, give me some of that. So, uh, so I actually ended up, uh, doing, I have a, I have a ba- my background I have a background uh, you know long long time ago a long time ago I have a background in a stage performance and acting and singing. So I'm so comfortable on a stage already. And then I took Harv's, what was called Train the Trainer. I became a certified trainer with Peak Potentials Training. And I took Train the Trainer with him and Blair Singer. And that was really the start for me of truly being what you and I think of as a speaker.
1: So I got to ask you, Bridget. So I, I've heard Harv speak at a number of events over the years where we were managing the back sales table. yeah. And I've also heard a lot of other speakers who I said, all right, there's a Harv trained speaker. There's a Harv trained speaker because there are certain mannerisms and things that they incorporate into their presentation that you know came from Harv. So if I listened to a full Bridget Brady presentation, would I know that you were a Harv trained speaker?
2: You would know from <laughs> minute one. You would know from the first word out of my mouth. Absolutely.
1: So how far are we going back to getting involved in, in horse world and taking the train the trainer and all that?
2: Yeah. So that was 2008. So my professional background is in information technology. So I spent 15 years in corporate America. I was an IT software developer. I was an IT project manager. I worked in New York city on wall street for seven years. And, um, there's so many great things about corporate America. My favorite thing was money. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of corporate. But to, after after the initial thrill of the money wore off, I was like, ugh, like I mean, I was woo. I was I was real tired of you know, getting up crazy early and wearing Armani suits and pantyhose and taking a hour-long bus from where I lived on the Upper East Side down to Wall Street every morning. Like, I just was I just was so sick of it. And I had this idea because before I studied with Harv, I read all the old school entrepreneur books like Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And oh gosh, I don't even remember them now, but I'm reading all these books about how do I get out of the rat race? How do I start my own business? So I'd already been thinking about it, dreaming about it, scheming about it. And then um, a friend of mine invited me to, Uh, one of Harv's evening events. And that was it. Like, I mean, that was just it. I saw Harv and I was like, oh, this is for me. Like, whatever this is, I'm, (laughs) whatever he's selling, I'm buying. And that was in 2008.
1: And kind of the rest is history. It's a long time. So what was the first topic that you developed a speech around?
2: So interesting you ask that, Brett. So I started, yeah, was that the first, I want to make sure I'm accurate. It is. So when I first started, I said, okay, cause Harv is a big, you know, what he teaches is essentially teach what you know, you're already an expert in something like teach that. So I was like, okay, what am I an expert in? Like, what can I really help people with? And I was like, oh, speaking and sales. So I said, you know, this is what I had done. And I was like, this is what I can do. This is where I can help people. I had spent my, a huge portion of my life back in sort of like previous actor singing days, doing so much vocal training and so much stage training and so much on camera training. I was like, I can help people with this. This is what I'm going to do. So I started my business at the time it was called The Voice Genius. That was my that was my business and it was all about how to become a great speaker or a better speaker. And I will tell you Brett that business ultimately not that I didn't make any money with that business, but that business ultimately failed. So I I had all these fantastic aspirations to help people become a great speaker. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, the, the universe, that was not my path because everyone I met, they're like, no, nah, I'm a good, I'm I'm fine. I'm a good speaker. Now I'd watch them speak and they were terrible. I mean, terrible with a capital T. am like, are you, sh- are, are you sure you don't want to come to my
1: training?
2: Are you sure you don't want to help? So, but people, for whatever reason, it just wasn't my path, right? It just wasn't my path. Because not that I didn't make any money in that business, but it, <laughs> not nothing, not not enough. Not enough. So ultimately that was my first business and what I really spoke on. And that ultimately failed. But what was interesting about that is The other piece of my puzzle, which is technology and marketing, I would do these little bonus sessions about social media marketing. So the training would be how to become an amazing speaker, right? The training, I don't even remember what they were called. The training was, you know, whatever, how to be a great speaker. I don't remember what they're called. And then I would say, and... There's a little, I have a little bonus section on social media marketing. And for whatever reason, a lot of my students were like, yeah, yeah, this speaker thing is fine. Tell me more about this social media thing. Like, yeah, cute, like speaker, I don't really care. Teach me how to do social media. And so that was sort of where the evolution of how I went from, you know, I think I should be a speaker trainer to, starting my own online marketing company.
1: So when you get on the platform these days, Bridget, is social media the primary topic that you'd speak on then?
2: That is, that is my big topic. So my big topics are all around building your business with the power of social media, becoming an influencer on social media. I also, when I'm hired to be a keynote speaker versus doing sort of a selling from the stage mm-hmm. platform kind of a thing being a keynote i've also done other keynotes about overcoming adversity um things just about having the fortitude to build your business and it's less about social media and it's just more about overcoming adversity in your life overcoming adversity in your business creating a life that you love but nine, we talked about this in our last um, interview, it's like 9.8 times out of 10, I'm speaking on social media and online marketing.
1: So what is your go-to back pocket speech?
2: Uh, Building your business with the power of social media. That is the one that everybody, when I, I have like my five, you know how it is as a speaker. I've like my five topics. And whenever I get asked to do a speaking gig, I'm like, hey, here's my five most popular topics. Which one do you think your audience would love most? And again, nine out of 10. Oh, building your business with the power of social media. i like, done. Fantastic.
1: So you mentioned keynoting and platform selling, and obviously a third type of speaker is what I just call the business builder speaker. They're not doing a speaking business, but they're speaking to lend credibility and hopefully land some clients and all that. So, which of those arenas do you most prefer to play in, Bridget?
2: I, oof. I, they're so good. They're all so good. Like that's the thing for 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 you, Brett, and all of you speakers out there. When you are love speaking like I do, like you love speaking. That's I I love it. Like I love being here with you. It's why I said yes to take two, right? If this were a torture chamber for me, I'd be like, no, thank you. And I would move <laughs> on. Right. So I love, I love all three. What I almost always get called to do are typically medium to larger platform, even if it's virtual, sort of like come do a training and then yes, you can make an offer at the end. So it is often sort of a speak to sell situation. But now that I do a lot and that's almost when I'm live, that's almost all I do. But now that it's more of a virtual world, I would say I'm getting more and more of honestly, like these kind of opportunities, which is like, just come on my podcast, share your experience, you know, that kind of this kind of arena. I'm getting a lot more of this now.
1: All right. So I have some other questions I'd like to ask you, Bridget, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25 year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie.
1: And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show. And my guest this week is Bridget Brady. And Bridget, You've been on virtual events. You've been on live stages and all that. So how do you, as a speaker, determine if a stage is the right stage for you to be on? That's such a good question.
2: And I can tell you the horror stories and when it's not the right stage. Uh, But number one, I would say audience. So I think more than size, even more than, you know, location, how far I have to drive or how far I have to fly is audience. Because being in front of, for me, being in front of the right audience is the only way that it really works to both empower the audience to do what the promoter or the company or the organization wants to have done Mm -hmm. and to make it worthwhile for me. So number one is audience. That's first and foremost. And then number two is audience size. Um, especially as I've grown my business, especially as I'm speaking more, I, I, absolutely, absolutely have had like the horror story speaking gigs where I'm promised a huge, you know, a huge room of tons of people. Um, this happened once it was in particular, a Vegas event and I, you know, I was probably like, this is your ideal client. And there's, you know, going to be so many, so many people there. We're thinking, you know, 50, 80, a hundred. And in this particular instance, I was allowed to sell from the stage. And so the event coordinator the promoter was not paying travel was not putting me up mm-hmm. and often like i have a speaking gig this uh this spring in vegas where they're bringing me out they're putting me up they're feeding me i have a stipend and i'm allowed to sell from the stage right so like that's a no-brainer that's to
1: both worlds
2: that's the best of both worlds. So, in this scenario, I because I I'm, I'm in California, so I'm close enough to drive. I drive out to Vegas, I get my own hotel room. I'm like, this is going to be great. It's ex- my exact ICA. I show up for the day I'm speaking and of the 50 to 100 people that I was told were registered for the event, there were two. Two, Brett, two, there were two people in the room. And it, uh, you know, it was a bust, obviously, like it, it was not awesome. I still did a really great job. Um, It was more of a chat than, I mean, it was supposed to be like a platform speaking Uh thing. And I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to try to do a big thing for two people. So we, the kind of, we had more of a chat about online marketing than anything else. And uh, it was less, it was a lesson to me. I was like, okay, I will never do this
1: again. But if you sold both of those people, then you could boast to a future event promoter that you sold 100% of the audience.
2: That's right. That's right. I could, that didn't happen, but I could have, right. I'd be like, what's your closing rate? Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent, a hundred percent. Um, so I vowed never again. So now I do, so I check audience, I check audience size, and then depending on how, if it's virtual, right, that threshold is much lower. But if I'm going to get on an airplane or get in my car, it's it has, it has to be worth my time. And um, I'm lucky today because I have the ability to say I get I get asked to do more speaking gigs than I have time to do. Mm-hmm. So I do get to pick and choose at this point, which is amazing.
1: So your story reminds me, Bridget, of a story from a few years ago. I was contracted by a guy to provide the back of the room crew and manage all the back of the room sales at an event out in San Francisco. Yeah. So I flew out like six people to California and, we, and I live in Indiana. So it was a, you know, a long flight and all that, You know, put up six people and all that stuff. And this person was supposed to have 300 people in the room. And we get in there and there was maybe 9 to 12 or whatever. I mean, it was ridiculously small. And in fact, T. Harv Eker was one of the speakers at that particular event. and He was not a happy camper that there was only about 10 people in the room, believe me. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't I don't I'm not personal friends with Harv, but I know him pretty well. And I'm sure that he was not a happy
1: camper. So we, we talk about looking at the audience and the audience size. And so the first question I have related to that, Bridget, is what multiplier do you apply to the number that an event promoter gives you as how many people he's going to have at his or her event?
2: So what I count on is 25%. So that's how I do my threshold. So if they say 100, then I feel like I can count on 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring, I plan on 50%. So if they tell me a hundred, I plan for 50, right? I bring enough registration forms or books or gifts or whatever I'm bringing. I plan for 50, but I know that I can count on 25. And again, depending, like, are they flying me? Are they putting me up? Are they feeding me? Depending on all the pieces of the puzzle, Uh you know, that's pretty much my, Lowest threshold that it's currently that feels like it's worth everyone's time to go is if it's live, it's if it's a live event.
1: Yeah, that that I always tell people twenty-five to thirty percent at the most, honestly, is what you should expect. So don't don't go in with blinders on, thinking that the three hundred people that promised you is how many are going to be in that room. You'll be sadly disappointed, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about audience a little bit more, Bridget. So you mentioned your first key is making sure the audience is right for you. So how do you really go about determining if an audience is the proper fit for you?
2: I just ask who, who wh- whatever the speaking gig is. i re- I ask really directly. So, um, you know, I have a little bit of a process with my team and a little survey. If it's, if it's not a referral if I haven't been directly referred to someone then we have a little bit of a vetting system but even if I'm directly referred to someone I will just ask I'll be like you know who's going to be in the room who's your audience and for the most part people know they know oh this is a group of small business owners or this is you know wh- whatever this is very rarely very rarely um I think I shared this story with you before but really briefly very rarely and this happened uh, it was a Gigging again, Long Beach, so I could drive there. So it was ok, ish. Very rarely do I hear, like, oh, this is a group of entrepreneurs only to get there and find out that it was actually a group of kids just out of like a trade school who were looking to start their own t-shirt, like screen printing business. And so, Entrepreneurs? I mean, they were, they were, but like I mean, literally, like fresh, like it was just like a bunch of 19 year olds who were like, What ink do I use for my screen printer? And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm in the wrong room. So most of the time though, truly, most of the time, I just ask, I'm like, who's gonna be in the room? Who's your audience? I because I want to make sure that I can serve them. Uh, Because the truth is I couldn't serve that group of 19 year olds looking for what kind of ink they need to buy. Like it wasn't a good fit and it was not, it wasn't a great gig for either of us. Like kind of no one was served in
1: that moment. Well, bottom line is ask. That's the key. And keep in mind that you need to find out if an event that you've been asked to speak at is being held for the first time, or whether it's an event promoter who's put on this event multiple times and they have a a track record and maybe can share some history with you about number of attendees in the past, what price points or types of offers work best with their audience. It was a platform selling situation. So bottom line is do your homework. I mean, take the time to do it right so that you don't drive to long beach and talk to a bunch of 19 year olds about how to print t-shirts
2: yes um so good I love I love that question that is the question we ask is this the first time you're doing this event or is this you know has this event been done before such a good question
1: okay so you share some great tips Bridget on things that you should do but how about a, a couple mistakes maybe you've made along the way that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make
2: uh okay so mistakes along the way one, Check your time, check your time and have someone keep time for you and end early. So I had another um speaking gig that I went to where I was told this happened to me both directions. So I was told originally this other speaking gig that I had like thirty or forty five minutes. And then I get up and I'm like, great, I got this about 20 minutes in. Cause I didn't confirm when I got there. Like, that's what I was told up front. And I'm like, great. And I got there and I assumed, I assumed that that was my speaking slot. And I get there and I go and about 20 minutes in the, you know, the, the, the person holding the event, like stands up and starts clapping. She's like, great job. Great job. And I was like, wait, I'm not, I'm like halfway (laughs) through. And she's like, oh no, we only had 20 minutes for you today. And I was like, oh, so like not only, I mean, it sucked, honestly. Like I was like halfway through the content, like it was not good. And then the other one, which I think I shared with you was I also didn't like double confirm, like. I got booked. It was supposed to be like a 45 minute or an hour. I show up and I was kind of like confirming details and they're like, yeah, like, are you ready? And they're like, oh, they're so excited. Um, They're like, so you have about four and a half hours for the workshop. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, yeah, yeah. It's like a half day training. So just what? just double confirm, double confirm, because you know what? The truth is people are busy. I do this too. I do this. I book so many speaking gigs and then I forget how long it's supposed to be or exactly what we're talking about. So just double confirm timing. And then the other thing, I don't know if it's like necessarily like a mistake, but like be clear on what your call to action is can be whether you can sell from the stage or you can make a free offer and then make sure to make it right i think especially when speakers start they're so excited to give value that they get to the end and they're like oh yeah by the way here's my thing you're like what what is that so just confirm time know what your call to action is and make that call to action
1: And obviously, remember, you need to be flexible because you'll go to events and they'll they'll even tell you the morning of your speech that you have an hour and then they're running behind schedule and they say, can you do it in 45 minutes or whatever? So you got to figure out, all right, what stories am I leaving out? What examples am I not talking about? What interactive activity with the audience am I dropping or whatever to help that event promoter get back on schedule? And believe me, the event promoter will appreciate you greatly if you are able to help accommodate them get back on schedule. And next time they do an event, well, you're likely to be the one considered to be back there with their audience because you helped them out in the past. So you got to be flexible. you got to be, in a sense, modular with the construction of any presentation so that you can subtract, add, or whatever you need to do to make it work in that particular scenario. So, all right, Bridget, this has been wonderful. I want to give you a couple of minutes to tell people a little bit more about what it is that you do and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. Yay.
2: So uh, my company is Amp Up My Biz, and we are a full-service custom online marketing agency. So we do... Everything from social media, website design and development, email marketing, funnels, all of those great done-for-you services. Then I also have the Social Media Success Academy, which is an incredible, comprehensive training program where entrepreneurs, business owners, speakers, <laughs> authors, coaches can also really learn how to effectively run their own social media to grow their business. So those are the two things I do. You can find me everywhere on social at AmpUpMyBiz. You also can visit my website at AmpUpMyBiz, B-I-Z.com, AmpUpMyBiz.com. And I happen to have an incredible masterclass coming up, which is the five insider secrets to massively grow your business on social media. It's a free masterclass. It's about 90 minutes. It's incredible. It's super informative. And I would love, love, love to invite you to that. And I know that Brett is going to drop the link for you to register you know, next to this video in the show notes. So um, that is coming up and I highly encourage you to register for that so you can learn more about social media and growing your speaking business online.
1: Well, awesome. I will be signing up for that one myself, Bridget. So anyway, we'll make sure that is in the show notes down below. But before we wrap it up this afternoon, Bridget, any final parting words of wisdom for that aspiring speaker out there?
2: Yes, actually, I do. I do. And I didn't share this last time, Brett. (laughs) The way that you sound, the way that you present yourself is just as, if not more important than the words you say. So going back to my old days of speaker and sales training, you can have the best content in the world. But if your delivery isn't incredible, no one can hear you. So my final thought for you, aspiring speaker, is really be intentional. Be intentional about, if you're here on camera or live, be intentional about how you look. Be intentional about what your background looks like. Be intentional about The sound of your voice and the quality of your microphone, the, and your lighting, like these are the little things that I think beginners forget about because they're so focused on content. So my last little loving tip for you is be intentional about your presentation, not just your content. And you, you will see it'll be, it's pretty magical when you get really intentional about it.
1: So entertainment or content, which is more important.
2: Um, well, what's more, Brett, you're putting me on the spot here, man. (laughs) Um, so I think that content is the most important, right? Because if it's all fluff and BS and entertainment and nothing, then why, So it's not that it's, I think your content is super, super important, but again, sort of just back to what I said, if people are falling asleep while they're listening to you because you're monotone or you're not authentic or you're not engaged, they can't hear your content. So it's the answer is both
1: like, like everything
2: in life, Brett,
1: the answer is both. Fair (laughs) enough, Bridget. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'd like to issue a sincere thanks to Bridget for being my guest a second time on the Spotlight on Speaking show and if you haven't already by all means hop over to spotlightonspeaking.com and register there so you can be notified of upcoming episodes and as always I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do and may 2023 be your greatest year yet take care everybody bye-bye
0: this has been the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgeway be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business until next week thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one while you're here be sure to subscribe via your favorite network we look forward to seeing you next time on the spotlight on speaking show until then Our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.